Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Glenn and I, we are the Minds on Muscle show, and we're excited into 2024, giving you a brand new format where we're basically treating this like a masterclass. We want to make sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you're not just listening to it for entertainment, although it is very entertaining because we are awesome. We're entertaining. What we want to do is we want to give you a bunch of information that you can apply into your business and make changes immediately after the podcast because our goal is we want to influence the behaviors you do outside this podcast to positively support your business. Just in case you're new here, we have a mentorship program where we work with trainers like you at all price points to make it affordable, easily, and ultimately give you personalized feedback just like you do for your personal training clients. Before we jump in, Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I'm excited to talk about this topic because I think it's a pivotal one generating connections with allied professionals in the industry. I think this is how we grow. There's a lot of other ties to other things we can talk about. So I'm really excited to uh, get this bad boy uh, on the show, on the road. I'm quite excited too. So just quickly, um, we have talked about making allied professional relationships on the podcast before. If you're part of our mentorship program, you'll know uh, it's a really important start part for us is how do we build so pseudo affiliate relationships with people in town? And the thing that's the most important about this, I think that's important to recognize is if you come into this business, I'm the owner and underneath the owner, so to speak, just from business hierarchy, there are people that work in the business and then you have all these clients and say we've got 500 clients. There are clients that see Glenn, there's clients that see me, there's clients that see Taylor. And because I own the business, Glenn's clients don't need to know me. But if I say, hey, everyone in this business, you got to check out Steve Miller, who's an incredible, incredible chiropractor in town. Although I may not know necessarily Glenn's clients, they trust me because I've run the business and I keep it clean and I'm organized and seem professional. And because I'm at the top of the pyramid paying for everything and organizing everything, if I say, you got to check this guy out, it instantly builds authority for the person that I advocate for, which is incredible power when you have a business. As a professional, Glenn has an immense network of people that he's connected with, current clients, past clients, friends, and family. Therefore, he has his own network of people. One person can influence 100 people. And so when you have a business of people, what I'm advocating for is enormous, especially if you can get the owner of the business. And if you can find a professional who's a service-based professional, like a Glenn or a massage therapist or a hairstylist or a chiropractor, they have business models where they see a lot of different people. And in fact chiropractors, massage therapists, yoga studio owners, they're my favorite because usually the owners of those business chiropractic models typically see like a hundred people a week. And if they see even half of those only once a month, you're getting close to 500 different people a month that that one person is the keystone for, for that relationship. Therefore, if I can get a keystone person like Glenn or a chiropractor Miller that I made that person up or in our town, Dr. Nikonen, who's incredible, or Dr. Warner, there are all these people who are champions who say, you got to go to Strata. Now, here's the thing. Did those relationships happen overnight? No. Months and months. What do we have to do to make those things awesome? You got to warm them up. You got to nurture them. You got to talk to people. You got to add value to their business so that they have a reason to have so much trust in you. They have a reason to refer to you. So everyone that's here, I'm going to make two suggestions for you today. Well, one, I want you to try and make one, just one, of these professional relationships happen each month. Take the time, schedule it, and make it a focus because if you have, at the end of the year, 12 professional relationships of people who respect you and like you, and they even only refer you one person a year, that is still 12 clients from 12 different sources from giant network pools, and you can repeat that and nurture that every single year, and it becomes more and more powerful each year. So low-hanging fruit, build one relationship. But two, Glenn and I are going to do a little bit of role-playing 
to try and talk about and give you some simple steps that you can use to scale your business and make these connections happen. That sounds good. So ultimately, if you're going to go in to build any of these relationships, I will say this, there are three different modes of conversation. You can do digital text communication, you can do phone communication, or you can do in-person. If you've studied any of the Albert Morabian neuro-linguistic programming stuff, you will know that in-person communication, visual, body language is 55% of the piece. So if you're going to try and build any of these relationships, I would encourage you, at the if you can, go into these businesses and make a face-to-face connection. First impression, make it really good. If you cannot do that, call them and get that tone relationship quality. Because quite honestly, if you were to speak at a very high level and be like on the phone, hi, Glenn, my name is Brandon. I have a fitness facility and we use exercise to help people struggling with injuries and create chronic changes so they feel better over a long period of time. If I even just say that and I say it with an authentic tone, even though it's kind of a complicated wordy sentence, it doesn't sound like too much. Like it wasn't like over someone's head. But if you write that all out, you can imagine how much wordier and verbose that would seem, especially for someone who is a busy professional. They don't have the time for that. So we do need to make sure that when we're providing these little trainings that we are now and trying to help these connections happen, they need to be short, sweet, concise, but if possible, in person or on the phone. So first and foremost. Second, when we're choosing places that we're going to go, I need you to choose places that have incredible influence. Try to find chiropractic. Like we have a chiropractor that we work with, Dr. Warner. She's the owner of the facility, Foster Family Chiropractic. Incredible. If you want to do anything, give her, if you're listening to this, give her a Google review on her business and say, Brandon Glenn said that she's awesome. Foster Family Chiropractic. Below her, you have Rachel Ramsey and another chiropractor and other teammates. And you have all these clients that go in there. And that business, Foster Family, has been in town for... I had 25, 30 years at least. 25, 30 years. So they have incredible community status. This is an incredible business to do everything you can to try and build these relationships. And in prior episodes, Glenn has talked about things that you can do to try and support and nurture these relationships from personalized gifts. Definitely go back and listen to prior episodes. But here's what we're going to do. Step one. Oops. We know exactly where we're going and we know we're going to try and go in there and we know we're going to try and get them on the phone. What should we do? Should I call you or should I jump in? Let's, uh, let's do the in-person. In-person one? I think in-person is going to be better. Perfect. So what I'm going to do, I am going to go into the business and you have one of two things that is likely going to happen. You will either have three things. The door will be locked. Hopefully not. Two, the person will be there that you want to speak to, who is a very busy person. Or three, there will be a gatekeeper. So you can decide who you are. Uh, okay, that sounds good. Perfect. I will be gatekeeper first. Do gatekeeper first. Gatekeeper? Perfect. Okay, perfect. Uh, hello? Hi there. Hi, my name's Brandon. Just really quickly, I was wondering, I've heard Dr. Warner is an incredible chiropractor in town. And I'm trying to just meet her so I can just talk to her because I think we have some client relationships. Is she in, in by chance? She is in today, but she's really, really busy. She's pretty stacked full today. Okay, fantastic. Are there any windows of time where she's more available that I might be able to drop by that wouldn't invade her schedule too much? Um, yeah, you could try maybe between 2 and 2.30 today, but honestly, I can't guarantee you. She needs to eat lunch and take care of herself as well, right? No problem. Tell you what, I'll try and come back between 2 and 2.30 and see if I can catch her. Okay, that's fine. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Cheers. Cool. So that was pretty simple, but this is the thing that might actually happen. I will tell you this. If you leave your contact information with the gatekeeper, it is very low likelihood you're going to hear from that person. Not because the person doesn't want to contact you and that you did a bad job. It's just most people, even for me, they're too busy and they might just blow right past it. So if you can, do everything you can to actually talk to the person if possible. Anything you want to add to that? Um, 
pe these people don't know you in your in their eyes you likely have little to no value because you're an, a large unknown variable to them so that's another reason why you probably will not get contacted back now before I go back, and I'm hoping I get Dr. Warner this time, when I talk to them, I want you to be thinking about this. You have to go in with some sort of talking point to really nurture that individual. So if you have a mutual client, I'd make sure you got that client's name on hand and try and see if you can use them as a common thread or do your research, right? Preparing to fail. Sorry, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So if you go in and you don't have any client relationships, but you know Dr. Warner just recently wrote a book and whatever else that she might be have going on, I would have that prepared. So we'll go with book and uh, one of the chiropractors just had a baby. So we can even just talk about that. Perfect. Cool. All right. Hi, welcome to Foster Family Chiropractic. Hi. Are, so I'm so sorry. I came earlier. You look different. Are you Dr. Warner? I am Dr. Warner. Who Dr. are you? Dr. Warner, my name's Brandon. I'm so sorry to invade your time. Do you have like two minutes or is this a really bad time? I don't want to take up your schedule. No, no, I've got a couple minutes. What's going on? Amazing. So quickly, two things. Um, we actually, I'm a fitness professional. I've got a business in town and we have a mutual client, Diane Higuchi, that we've been working with for years. And every time I see her, she mentions your name and only says incredible things about your chiropractic methods. So I just wanted to say, first and foremost, Thank you so much for everything that you do for Diane. Well, I mean, listen, Diane's a wonderful human being, and it sounds like uh, you know her quite well. And I'm just, you know, I'm glad to hear that. And thank you for the kind words, by the way. I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. And just quickly, I saw, did you release a book? I did, yeah. I released a book recently. Um, there's just so much information in my brain that I want to share with people. I found I was taking so much time during the treatments, um, educating people on different things. And I thought, why don't I just write a book so we can focus on the... Uh, adjustments and wanting to do with people while they're there and then if they want to learn more maybe they can get a grab a copy of the book so they can have all their health needs taken care of amazing honestly i saw a picture of the cover and the beautiful blue that you chose i mean it's just a fantastic looking book i mean of that book what is the the most rewarding thing that has come from releasing that so far Sur surprisingly it was just the whole process was really interesting i've always liked the idea of writing a book and i've always liked the idea of helping and educating more people and so just going through the process is a totally new experience i love totally new experiences and so yeah that was probably the most interesting thing amazing well listen daniel i don't want to take up too much of your time because when i came earlier the receptionist or whoever i spoke with mentioned how busy you were today mm -hmm. i got one of two ideas if you're open to it yeah sure i am super keen to learn as much about you as i can learn about your business I've got one of two ideas. If you're open to it, I'd love to have you come by my business and I could do a whole assessment of what I do with you because I know Diane's talked about the stuff I do. I'd love to give you the full free assessment. You can try it out and we can just talk about what you think of it. Or if that time commitment might be a bit of a challenge, I'd love to just maybe take you out for a coffee and learn more about you and your business. Which of those would you prefer? Uh, I mean, either really sound good to me. I mean, coffee is nice, but I, I'm a little bit curious about what you do now that uh, I know that both... Uh, no, sorry, now that I know that Diane is a client of yours, let's uh, let's go through the assessment process. Pretty I have interesting. a great idea then. Why don't you come by the business for an assessment and I'll get you a coffee. Perfect. Fantastic. When can we book it? Uh, let's take a look. And so I want you just to kind of like catch a few things there. I went in. I did not say at any point I want a referral relationship. This was a business relationship. Anything that feels like I was being too pushy, I hope everyone can see here, I did not do. However, I did bulldog my way in with some referral and positive affirmations, right? Client relationship, they say great things about you. You wrote a book, that's amazing. Tell me about it. And what I'm doing is I'm giving this person compliments and they are also, uh, I'm also pulling positive information out of them about something they're proud of, their book. Before the conversation could start to go down, 
I quickly, on the positive note, derailed it positively. Hey, listen, I know you have no time, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Let's book another meeting. So here's what we've done. We went in, wasn't available. We waited for the person to be available. We found the person. We gave them a ton of compliments in the vein of chiropractic and things that line up with our conversation we want to have to talk about. Then I made an offer. Always book a meeting. I made two offers. I made an offer, the one that gets them in the door, which is the one I really want, right? A full assessment with me so I can go over all of my stuff and they can come into my world. Or I offered to take them out for a coffee just to have a relationship chat. Truthfully, they're both the same time commitment. But one might perceive one as less of a time commitment than the other, even though a coffee usually goes much longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, obviously, Glenn is role-paying with me, but he said, yes, I want to do the assessment with you. And I had my phone available with my calendar. And I am not leaving without one of two things. The doctor in my schedule with a confirmation email or their phone number to call them back at a time to make the meeting happen. And this is a critical step. We need to, A-B-A-M, always book a meeting. This is a very important step. And to be quite honest, let me know if you want to go any further with this. This is the most like, simplest thing you have to get good at, is getting in front of these people, making a quick connection, and then building a relationship. 100%. And it also just filters into any other conversation you might ever have with anybody at a party or a social event where somebody may express some kind of uh, physical discomfort or you name it, XYZ thing that you can help with with your professional services to be able to go through a very similar process where instead of booking a commentary consultation and might be sending them a lead magnet in their email, whatever that might be, a lot of the steps that we've gone through here between making the connection, um, sharing positive information with them, asking them about themselves, ending on the, that positive note, and then derailing it into and this or that offer, right? The booking, the meeting for consultation or the coffee. It's a similar thing, except instead of it's like, hey, do you want to come in for a complimentary consultation? Or if you'd like, I can send you an ebook that I think might help with that problem. Which of those two things would you prefer? This is a lot of the same steps. And if you get really good at them, you can essentially network with anybody at any point in time which is, as an entrepreneur, solo or a business owner, a skill that you have to non-negotiably have. The number of times I have used this this or that always book a meeting strategy, I mean, I use it all the time because ultimately if I'm trying to build a relationship with someone, I want to give them the choice of what they do, even though I'm giving them limited choices, right? I'm giving them like, hey, let's do one of these two things. One is a greater time commitment that benefits me. One is less of a time commitment and benefits me less, but still helps you out. And I use this like when I'm talking to professional drummers for consultations. Uh, I use this for clients. I just actually, I just did this with a client now. This is actually quite funny. So this is a total sidestep. And I'll be honest with you just quickly on this entire professional relationship thing. That's all we're going to be talking about today. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. Two things. One, go do it. This is the exact advice that we give people in our mentorship program. And if you can't master this step, the steps that come next won't even matter because you didn't build the relationship in the first place. These are things that we tell students of ours for a long time, go and practice and get good at this. Second, if you want to take these relationships further and actually figure out how to build these affiliate relationships and build them to deep, deep, powerful, long-term relationships, we talk about this in the mentorship, but I'll tell you what, I'll do you a favor. Send me a message and I'll do a personalized coaching call with you for free to help you take it to the next level. If you're interested, I just want to try and help you out. Speaking about this or that, Today, sorry, on Monday, one of my regular for multi-year clients who's seen me twice a week for financial reasons for the first time in like six years has to drop down to once a week. 
So now I have this sought after 8 a.m. at Friday spot available. And so here's what I would encourage you guys to do. And this worked for me. I did not panic, right? Because that's easily like, oh my gosh, one of my main people dropped down. What I did immediately after is I made a list of four possible candidates of current clients who I have been future casting, as we've talked about, how great it would be if they could see me another time in the week. And I make stock of the ones that go, that would be great. I'd love to do a longer session with you. I'd love to come a second time in the week. So I had this list. I can't say their names, but I had four people. And what I've done, and it's only Tuesday, and I've already filled the spot. So this is 12 hours later. <laughs> 12 hours later, I talked to two of the four. The first one I talked to, I said, hey, just listen really quickly. I know we've been talking about potentially doing two sessions a week. I know how crazy your schedule is. You wouldn't be interested in trying to see me another time in the week, would you? Or if you were, but you don't have the time, we could actually look at splitting our session into two different things where we focus on two different goals. Which of those would you prefer? And the one client was like, I'd love to. I just don't have the time for it. Sure, we can split things up. I want to make sure we're hitting the two things that we're talking about. The one this morning who's extremely busy was like, you know what? That's a great idea. Put my name in. And so all I want to throw out there to you is like when this comes to referral relationship building, and this is a combining, combining a few podcasts, future casting, referral relationships, and this or that. I use the this or that strategy with current clients because current clients are more likely to do more business with you than you getting a brand new client and in 12 hours already filled the spot. And so a reason why I say that to you is because the whole this or that strategy, you can use it as soft sells with current business and have it not be pushy, which I think is super cool. Absolutely. Can we go back to that conversation for one second? There's maybe one small caveat I would like to add, but you tell me if this is off kilter or not. We, I just want to make sure there's no confusion. We talk about like bulldogging the way through the door or uh, quick pivoting. One thing that you want to avoid doing is acting in such a way that you may tarnish a potential professional relationship. If somebody is really just not interested, even though you're being cordial, you're paying them the right compliments, authentically so, and just not going anywhere, there's nothing wrong with politely bailing out and saying, well, this was great to meet you. would love to connect with you more. Um, if you'd like, I can leave my card. Um, or if not, that's okay too. And we already know, as we've said, what happens when you leave your card, you, that's it. You're probably already done. But it's a nice way of giving them an easy bailout to say, yeah, I'll take your card and I'll give you a call when I've got time, which probably means they're not going to call you. But the, the reason I'm bringing this up is because the last thing you want to do is potentially damage any relationship that you have by trying to bulldog your way through this scenario. So if you can tell using your situational awareness that the person that you're talking to really isn't feeling it, they have no interest, you can you feel that they just want you out of there, find a polite reason to bow out, ask, say if it's okay if I leave my card, if not, that's okay too. They'll take the card, you won't hear from them again, and that's okay too, because sometimes it's better just to remain status quo than to push too hard and damage your relationship. Because if, for example, um, with Dr. Warner, um, who I have a professional relationship with, Brian has a professional relationship with, if for whatever reason we push that really, really hard, we would potentially be damaging our client that shares Dr. Um, Foster with us, sorry, shares Dr. Warner with us, we would be damaging that relationship. We also might be killing any potential relationship that we have. Just because it's a no right now doesn't mean it's a no forever. So please don't feel like you have to bulldog your way and shove everything down their throats. I know it's an extreme way of putting it, but if you can really feel like they're not feeling it, it's okay to kindly bow out. There's nothing wrong with that. Yes, and I want to make sure when I said the, the word bulldogging, I mean it's like giving them multiple options that can go really any direction. I didn't mean that in like a forceful, pushy sense. 
but I meant, I guess it sounds like that when you say the word bulldogging, but I do mean like when we're going in, we are trying to create a re positive relationship. And so we can do that in a few different ways where they have the autonomy to choose, right? Yeah. You choose one where it's like, this one benefits me greatly. This one benefits you. Which one would you prefer? Right. But like Glenn said, and we've talked about this a lot with the word situational awareness, you know, if you're talking with someone, if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel right, don't even offer anything. And same this or that. You can go, hey, listen, you know what? It's been such a pleasure. I know how busy you are. I got one of two ideas. How about I leave you my card and call me if you'd like to connect further, or we can book a time and grab a coffee. Which would you prefer? And again, it's the same thing, but now it's on the colder, warmer audience level. The You know what? They can go, you know what? I'll take your card. I'll give you a call, right? And that's a very polite bow out rather than you going, why don't we book a coffee? And they're not interested. And they go, you know what? I'll get back to you. And then it turns into that weird, awkward, now what? Yeah. So thank you for clarifying that. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Just we're on the same page. Cool, guys. All right. That's going to be it for today. This quickly, Glenn, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week is going to be lab time. Lab time, lab time, lab time. If you like to exercise, you like to work out, you probably have your own fitness goals. You spend a lot of your time in the gym doing your thing for yourself. I'm going to encourage everybody to spend a little bit of time, whether it's half an hour a week out of one of your sessions or a little bit at the end of every session, to do some lab time. Experiment with different joint angles, different exercise setups, different cues, different coaching for yourself. Because this is often the times where you can come up with those exercises that you need for clients that maybe you're not sure what to do next with. It's a really great way to take all the knowledge that you have and apply it creatively to come up with unique solutions for your clients. Because at the end of the day, getting new clients is hard. Retaining clients is a lot easier. So if we can do a really great job with our current clients and boost our retention because we're experimenting and playing with different exercises in the gym for ourselves and that have that translate over to our client sessions, that's a huge win for us and a huge win for the clients. So my pick of the week this week, spend a little bit of time doing lab time. Yeah, honestly, I miss Tom Purvis used to push that upon everybody mm. so much. Like, go in the lab, go in the lab. I love it. Uh, my pick of the week is actually a bit of a weird one, but it's actually a clothing line. And the reason why I say that, it's this company. And this one, we're in the hat forward here. It's a company called Barbell Apparel. And I will say the reason why I'm saying this is I don't know about you guys or for you. I barely ever wear blue jeans because quite honestly, between my waist to leg size ratio, I have not found a pair that I like. Like the last time I wore a pair of blue jeans twice uh, before now was in Portugal because I wore them when I was teaching and I could stand. I didn't have to sit. I didn't have to worry about the loss of flexibility from the pants being too tight. And then second, one holiday, I think it was Thanksgiving one time because I like how they looked. But I don't wear them because either my waist is too baggy or they're too tight around the thigh and it looks like I'm wearing skinny jeans trying to be a skater or it looks like I got a baggy waist. The reason why is this company, Barbell Apparel, reached out to me and they sent me a couple of their blue jeans to check out and they're fitness blue jeans, which are quite literally got tighter waist. They have normal size legs, but the legs are kind of jegging leg and that they stretch a little bit. And I just have to say, I've been wearing them on the weekends completely, raising the kids, chasing them around the house and doing family events. And it's just... Amazing. So if you are someone who's a workouty person and you want, you struggle finding blue jeans, this is a random side pick, but Barbell Apparel, I would check out their blue jeans. If you want to use the coupon code drum mechanics, you can. If not, I don't care. That's all cool. But really, they are just so far the most comfortable pair of jeans I have found that don't break the bank. You don't have to go to the mall and spend $300 on crazy jeans. They're just super comfortable. And so super random, but I encourage you to check them out. Amazing. 
All right, everybody. Thank you as much for being here. This is the Fitness Pro Mentors podcast. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, please join the Fitness Pro Mentors Facebook group. All these podcasts are reconciled there with shorts and mini trainings and resources available with myself, Glenn, and Taylor, the Fitness Pro Mentors crew. And thank you so much for being here. And honestly, if you want to do yourself a favor, go meet some professionals, go practice talking to people. You can listen to us. You can read about this. But at the end of the day, you got to do one thing. You got to go do it. Got to do it. Bye, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Take care.